Before we get started on today's Morecast, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wanzee, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right smack dab in the middle of the dairy block. Um, I was there again last night with a friend, and it was fantastic. Um, just, you know, I, I keep going back, uh, and it's always a great time every time I go. The staff is fantastic. Uh, the waitress who served us last night did a great job in pairing off the perfect kind of meats and the charcuterie, basically, for uh, what we were needing, and specifically since we were drinking our red. And it's that kind of attentiveness and that kind of attention to detail that is really what sets Blanchard Family Wines apart. Um, I have enjoyed every time I've been down there, and last night was no exception. You have a tremendous selection of reds. Uh, Pinot Noir, uh, they have a fantastic Cabernet blend that I enjoyed again last night. Um, just anything you need, um, and they have it there, and it's the finest quality. I love it. Uh, my friend loved it. It was a fantastic time. Uh, once again, they are on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. They are also located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right smack dab in the middle of the dairy block. When you go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I am, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, we're going to talk about a sensitive subject today. Uh, I told everyone that I was going to stop being negative, and honestly, I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of put that the wrong way. Um, the Nuggets have some, fun, some things that are fundamentally wrong with them right now. And these need to be addressed. And last night, the Nuggets lost to the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, there's no shame in losing to the best team in the league. Um, I'll get get that right out of the way. The Nuggets are the second best team in the West right now, still. Um, but it is a it's their biggest issue right now is a symptom of a greater problem the Nuggets face, and that's the fact that their offense still remains absolutely dreadful. Um, and this has been a problem that has been building and building over basically two years. Um, and this is a what do you get in exchange for having a top five defense oftentimes it comes at the expense of your offense, and vice versa. If you have a really, really good offense, oftentimes your defense is not that good. Um, it is all about where you spend your energy, and oftentimes uh, defensive energy kind of overwhelms everything. If you're spending all your time uh, defending, if you spend all your time uh, catching up, basically, if you spend all that time uh, chasing someone and making sure you lock them down, it's going to come at the expense of offensive energy. And I'm not using energy the way that, uh, you know, Gen, Gen Z uses energy. I'm talking about real, actual energy, um, and you are exhausted. Um, and I have spoken to a couple people who have said that their, their um, uh view of how the Nuggets kind of are losing leads and stuff like that is because they're kind of exhausted by the end of the game. 
Uh, they are, they kind of, it is one of those, it's one of those things where it's, there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with having a great defense. Nothing wrong with it. But you need to have an adequate offense. And the Nuggets offense is not only inadequate, it's dreadful. It's awful. It's one of, it's one of the worst in the league. Uh, their pace is last in the league still. They are a team that is largely, with, you know, add in the frequency of threes, they are largely a throwback team. Uh, you know, you saw this team a lot, even, way, all, even all the way up to the mid-2000s. Um, those San Antonio teams uh, were like this. Um, uh, it was just, you know, of course, those Detroit teams and all that. It is, it is very much a uh, thing that harkens back to about 15, 12, 12 to 15 years ago. Uh, we have not seen something like this in a very, very long time. And the Nuggets got out to a 13-5 and record. The Memphis Grizzlies teams that uh, kind of are an example of things are essentially not the greatest example because that was a team full of defenders. Um, that was a team that loved defending and it was a team that would actually get out into transition and they would get steals, but they would lock you down. You know, they weren't a fast-paced team. They were, in fact, a very slow team. Uh, but it was, it, was a, it was largely a symptom of what, not a symptom, but a causality of what they were, um, was a, you know, the grit and grind um, mid-2010s uh, Grizzlies were a very good they were a team that did enough offensively, and their offense was better than the Nuggets. I got to tell you, um, this Nuggets team is just bad at making shots. They are forced to make shots because of the way they play. Um, I've often said that if you play at a so slower pace, um, you need some dead eye shooters um, because your pace almost requires you to have shooters on your your roster. You are not, by definition, getting easy baskets. Uh, you work for your, uh, you know, you work for your offense. And the Nuggets, as you've seen this year, work extremely hard. Nothing comes easy for the Nuggets. Nothing. Um, and now they have become, because they have to work so hard, they don't cut to the basket. They don't uh, move like they used to, um, because a lot of it is because they spend so much energy on defense. Um, and once again, you've got to be prepared to understand that that is going to be the trade-off. And it seems to be the greatest effect this, this, this defensive approach has had is on Nikola Jokic, who probably is better off uh, approaching defense, or excuse me, offense. He's better off approaching a more offensive game that kind of unlocks him. Um, the grit and grind game is completely different, and it requires a lot of your center to cover a lot of space. And um, I think Nikola Jokic is expending so much energy on defense, he has nothing left for offense. Nothing. And I think that goes with not just him, a lot of the players on the Nuggets, aside from Paul Millsap, who seems to love this. 
it is it is fascinating, absolutely fascinating to watch this because what it has done is while the Nuggets defense has vastly improved, they're they are top five. They also have possibly, possibly one of the worst offenses I've ever seen in Denver. Um, I know that the 96 Nuggets were pretty bad, um, and I do know that they played at a faster pace, but sometimes, you know, there's bad offense at pace, and you see that often in the NBA. Um, and But there are, has been some bad offenses that have come through, it's especially those early 2000s Nuggets teams with Antonio McDice, uh, where he had to carry a tremendous load um, when Nick Van Exel was going through his streaky periods, um, and that's the only thing I can hearken this to. This is really a team that has a... Michael Malone really wants a defensive approach, and it has killed their offense. And you have to accept that, right? If the Nuggets are going to go this direction, they are going to have to accept that their offense will not be good. You're, you're largely depending on people who aren't what you would call dead-eye shooters to make a high volume of shots. Not a high volume, but, you know, hit a efficiency, high efficiency of shots. That's not going to happen with this team. And you go into a uh, bench unit that has basically no firepower, that is almost entirely, aside from Monty Morris, predicated on defense. Maybe not Wancho, but, you know, you'll bring in Tory Craig and all that stuff. I mean, Will Barton isn't, you know, you're starting Will Barton as your as your starting small forward when he really, really, and I'm going to reiterate this, is better served being off the bench. I've don't, none, none of his accolades have gone to dissuade me of this. They're, the bench unit has no scoring. You're not developing Michael Porter Jr. because you're not getting him any minutes. Um, and it is, a, it is becoming a, you're feeding on yourself. You know, it's the snake that bites its tail. It's it's just a, there's nothing that is happening productive in any of the units that will tell you that will tell you that things will improve. That is on Michael Malone, but only in a sense to where if you're going to go with this approach, you can't complain about the offense because it's not this offense is not structured with a slow it down thing. Like you need a Steve Kerr out there, okay? You need uh, someone who's going to knock down those threes. You're going to need to be that, have that person who can hit those shots with much more um, efficiency than this Nuggets team is doing. Now, I'm going to talk about Nikola Jokic. He has bad, bad, awful, awful body language, and to me, it looks like he just is not enjoying playing basketball. Um, It's not fun for him to play the game right now. It just looks like he, it is painful for him to play the game, um, he looks like he, he looks like he's just going out there. And I think some of that is an extension of the fact that he is working so hard on defense and his offense sucks. Uh, Nikola Jokic is very hard on himself, but I, I think that what it, what this has kind of done is that it has fed back onto itself. It's like a feedback loop. And the more Jokic struggles on offense, the more he disconnects. And the more he concentrates on defense, the worse he's going to be on offense. I'm not saying that he needs to become a, a sieve. He's never going to be great. But I do think that two years ago, the criticisms of Nikola Jokic going into the 2018 offseason about him being a bad defender got to him. 
And he really, to his credit, set about trying to become a better defender, all-around defender. He, he set out. That was, that was, you could tell going into the 2018-19 season that he wanted to become a better defender. Unfortunately, what it has done is it's completely robbed him of his offense. He's got nothing. His shots are terrible, and his shots are short. You could tell he's tired. Some of it, obviously, is his physical fitness, but I think most of it is the fact that he is just concentrating more on defense. And it, it just, it's feeding on itself. And the Nuggets are going to have to fish or cut bait here, right? If you are going to go with this approach, if you are going to go with this slow it down but extremely high defensive approach, you're going to have to accept that your offense sucks. I don't want to hear the Nuggets players complaining about it. I don't want to hear Michael Malone complaining about it. This is what you signed up for. Period. This is exactly what you signed up for when you took this approach. So, what are you going to do to solve it? Are you going to loosen up? Or are you going to double down? If you double down, just understand that likely Jokic will still be kind of blah. He may have some occasional games after he gets some rest. He may have some occasional games that he gets better. Um, it, that that very potentially could happen. Um, but it's not sustainable. We've seen it this year. It's just not sustainable. And if you're going to take this approach and it leads to other things on this team, everything kind of, like I said, feeds back into itself. If this is going to happen, I don't want to hear anyone complaining there at Pepsi Center. When you took this approach, this is what you signed up for. Period. There's nothing to say about it other than you know what you need to do. You know that your defense is affecting your offense. In a perfect world, and I'll, I'll never forget George Carl talking about this, if you're going to have an gr- elite offense, you're going to want your defense to be middle of the road, middle of the pack, right? You don't need them to be defensive killers. You need them to be good enough. And if you're going to be a elite uh, defensive team that is constructed to be a elite defensive team, then you're going to have to have middle of the pack offense. But the Nuggets are constructed to be a an elite offensive team, and they're playing like they hate offense. And this is what this is what you get. This is exactly what you get when you go that that direction. So the Nuggets, I believe, on this four game road trip are at a crossroads. Michael Malone is at a crossroads. What are you going to do about it? Nuggets have had two or three blowouts this year. Two of them were done. Actually, I think all three. They have had three games where they played at a high pace. One of them was against the Hawks, and that was almost entirely because Trey Young was shooting those long threes. Okay, put that aside. Miami and Memphis. Those two games, they blew out. They blew out both opponents despite Michael Malone having a meltdown in both fourth quarters. They, and they, what the common denominator is in both the Miami game and the Memphis game is that they were at a high pace. They were an elite offensive team. The Nuggets are built to be an elite offensive team. Keep that in mind as they go forward. 
Keep this in mind as the more complaints you hear about their offense coming from within Pepsi Center. I appreciate Will Barton and Nicole Jokic being honest. I also would appreciate them hopefully acknowledging that their lack of pace and their over-reliance on defense while getting them 13 wins has likely probably led to their offense being just about the worst offense I've ever seen. So what are you going to do? Have a better offense and understand that it comes with a slightly worse defense? Or are you going to double down? The choice is yours. We'll see how the Nuggets deal with it from now on. Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast. I will be talking to you guys later. Goodbye.